Hi everyone, welcome to my podcast where we talk all things that are most dear to the heart. I'm Bobby Houston, co-senior pastor of Hillsong Church and founder of the Color Sisterhood. I'm passionate about seeing all people find Jesus as Saviour and gain a revelation of their value in Him and then rise up to make a stand for justice in the earth. This is a place that you'll hear from me, the Color Sisterhood team and some of our beloved friends. To find out more and stay up to date, please visit bobbyhouston.com and connect with me on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. So many people coming on. Hello, Pastor Bobby. Thank you so much for entrusting us with this morning. Hello, Sarah Karoya. So many amazing people jumping on. Um, We'll just wait a couple more minutes um, for everyone to jump on. Thank you, Bobby. You look amazing too. This uh, I've been. I was texting Bobby before. I was sitting here for like half an hour, just tap, tap, tapping, waiting for this to happen. But we're excited. We're going to have a really amazing morning. Um, do you like my um, new? Those are real. Those what are they called? Hydrangeas. How good do they look? Um, yeah. So I thought, you know, everyone seems to have a plant in the background when doing a live. So I have a hydrangea, which is very exciting. But so good to see everyone. Lee Hudson, Mon, um, all the Southwest girls are here. Catherine Ram, Taya. Hey, Nat. Hey, Taya. Janie, amazing. So good. Well, it's, it's, um, can you believe it's like, I don't even know how many weeks we're up to right now. It's a lot of weeks. Um, but I think we've got two more sisterhood, um, Thursday Instagram lives coming up. And then of course we've got our sisterhood United, um, December three. So that's going to be really exciting. Um, but we have got, um, some cool things happening today. Bobby has asked, um, myself and two other really good friends, Christina Jury and Rose Medwin, um, to basically just host the morning. And we're kind of going to do a tag team. Um, we've all, we were chatting just before and we've all got something on our hearts to share. And, you know, I know for, for me, um, whenever I have an opportunity to share something, it's, um, you know, something that I'm living out. Um, and, you know, it's something that's practical for me personally. Um, so I really hope that um, today is going to help us all. We're going to have lots of fun. Um, but I noticed, like, you, I don't have any Christmas tree decorations. I noticed Annie last week had Christmas trees up um, already. So maybe put on the chat if you are a go for Christmas right now or if you are holding out till December 1st. Because for me personally, we love getting a a real Christmas tree, like the real deal Christmas tree. Um, But I know lots of people have got their Christmas spirit on already. It's good to see Donna Pisani on here. Um, So many great people. Um, Catherine Ram. um, How's everything going in Melbourne? I mean, I feel like Melbourne is just living the dream right now and going really well. We, We need to be praying for South Australia, though. So, um, yeah, Nicola Douglas, Christmas all over my home. No doubt about that, Nicola. I feel like when you commit to something, like you commit a thousand percent. And I would say Cass Langton would be up there as well. Bobby, your tree goes up tomorrow. Okay, so I need to probably chop, chop and get my Christmas spirit on. But um, we are going to um, get into it. If you just jumped on, my name's Nat um, Pingle. My husband and I, George, we look after one of our city camps locations. Um, and like, this is just friends here. I love Thursday mornings. We um, 
you know, a couple of weeks in deep, um, but it's exciting to be here all together. And um, I've got a word that I want to share. And then in a couple of minutes time, I'm going to dial up my friend Rose Medwin. Um, and also um, a little bit later on, we're going to dial up Chris Jury, who we're just going to have a huge hoot. Good to see Sam Collier. Shout out to all the ladies. I love seeing the men jumping on. They can't resist it. They just like love sisterhood, right? Amazing. But um, I just have a thought to share. And um, this is, you know, a person, as I said, um, you know, this is something that is real personal to me. Those that know me, I like wear my heart on my sleeve. I've got a really high water table. So, you know, um, it's quite easy for me to cry. So, but I'm going to try not cry in, in this sisterhood life because I'm doing, I'm going to do well. But, um, you know, one of the things that um, I have found myself kind of slipping into in this last couple of weeks is distraction. Um, I don't know about you, but um, I often get distracted. Um, I feel like my device is probably my biggest distraction. Um, but maybe you can put on the chat um, if you've had like a, a distraction, like a monumental distraction moment. Like I've left my children at a bus stop before. Like, I mean, it's terrible. It's not good that I did that. We, just a couple of months ago, we left the eggs boiling on the stove, went for a walk, um, came back and there was exploded eggs all over our kitchen. That's like some monumental distraction there. Um, but you know what, I think, it's so important for us to talk about this in this, particularly in this season. And just a couple of weeks ago, um, I found myself, we've been quite busy just with, um, you know, preparing for church and um, getting our buildings COVID safe and all of the things and the compliance that goes into that. And so I have had to really, um, you know, my brain has been in that space. And I found myself a couple of weeks ago, um, there was quite a significant moment in the church, um, in the world landscape actually um, there was the, an election of just a little thing called an election in the states and um, you know it was that day when the sort of news was on and I just found myself um, I got to the end of the day and I looked back and I was like oh my gosh I haven't prayed once about that particular thing and that's a, that's an important thing to pray about I think you know as as believers as Christians I mean we're a little bit removed here in Australia but I think it's important that we pray for America um, and I, I got distracted. I was like, oh my gosh, I haven't prayed once about that. Um, and I think like there are distractions that can be really like basic distractions. Like they take our mind off things like Netflix. Um, you know, for me, when I get busy or when I get stressed, I just like go into cleaning mode or I go into like storage um, so you should see my pantry at the moment. It's like looking amazing. Um, but, you know, so there are off ramps that distraction um, applies in our lives and it helps us kind of off ramp off bad thinking or bad habits. Um, but there are also like really devastating distractions and, you know, missed moments perhaps with our kids because we're distracted um, in our thoughts or we're elsewhere, maybe missed moments with our partners or with the people that we're living with. Um, but today I actually want to talk about um, even more devastating distractions than that. And the, those are distractions that pertain to um, our eternity and um, perhaps even our role and our function as daughters of the King. Um, and in Colossians 3 verse 2, I'll just read this to you. It says, yes, feast on all of the treasures of the heavenly realm and fill your thoughts with heavenly realities and not with the distractions of the natural realm. 
And, um, you know, I actually shared um, this thought that I wanted to bring today um, with some of our Alexandria crew last week. And my friend Carolee, she said, Nat, you need to turn that into a message. And I actually felt um, that if I got this opportunity to share it with you girls, that um, I would bring this thought. And so I started pondering that last week and I thought, I know I've got a great message title. And if you were there on Sunday night listening to Peter Toggs, this will be funny to you. But in my head, I'm thinking, I know this is Thursday. I'm going to call my message um, weapons of mass distraction, which is hilarious because that's exactly what Pete Toggs spoke about. And that was exactly his title on Sunday night. So I, you know, I could have gone one of two ways this morning. I could have gone, oh, you know, everyone's heard that. Um, you know, if you were there on Sunday night, you heard that message. Um, but, you know, I, I pay attention to those moments because I believe that God speaks often in themes um, and, you know, there are layers and layers of God's word that we can unpack and dig for. Um, and, you know, I, I want to be a woman that digs for, for those moments with God. Um, and so my message today is called Distract or Discover. And I'm going to read a passage um, from Luke 10. And it says this, the Lord, um, the Lord answered her, Martha, my beloved Martha, why are you upset and troubled, pulled away by all of these many distractions? Are they really that important? Mary has discovered the one thing most important by choosing to sit at my feet. She is undistracted and I won't take that privilege away from her. And I just thought, oh, wow, like I, there were so many things in that passage that I pulled out and I was just like, I kind of circled them in my, um, in my notebook. I said, the thing that I circled was my beloved, my beloved Mary. I love that Jesus is so like when, when we are distracted or when sort of things are going on in our world and Jesus is kind of like going, Hey, you actually need a little bit of a realignment. It's not like a growling. It's not like a, we're being shouted at or, you know, we've done something terrible. He's like, Martha, my beloved Martha, he's like reinforcing, I love you. What I'm about to tell you is actually for your own good. And um, it goes on. The other things that I circled was um, pulled away, pulled away by all of these many distractions. And there's been so many times where I felt like God has been calling me and my bed has been like calling stronger. And he's like, come Nat, come away with me. I want to talk to you. I want to um, speak to you about things. And I've been distracted or, or there's been a temptation to kind of err towards something else and, and, and not lean into God and, and pulled away. Um, are they really that important is also what I circled from that passage. And then I also circled Mary has discovered. And I think there's a beautiful, beautiful discovery when we look at um, the world we live in. And if we pay attention and we take notice of the things that are going on in our world and our role as women, as daughters of the king, to be able to speak into that. Um, so I've got a couple of thoughts, three really quick thoughts. Um, and then we're going to dial up Rose, um, but it's just from this passage. And I actually went um, to the dictionary. So the Greek word for um, distract, like, I mean, I'm not a theologian, but, you know, I can search that kind of stuff. Um, but the Greek word, and I'm probably going to butcher this, it's um, perispeo. Um, and I'm sure other people on there could probably correct me, but it means to draw off, 
to strip off to strip oneself of, to be anxious or to be busy. Um, and I also went to the Webster's Dictionary because I love like discovering what words mean. And um, here's this word, distract. So dis is a prefix and um, it basically means to pull apart or to asunder or to pull away or the opposite. So you've got discourage. So um, not there's no courage there. You've got discontent. There's no contentment there. You've got disengaged. There's no engagement there. And so here we have this word distract. And if you look in the dictionary, um, there are three definitions for um, the word tract. The first one is this, a system of connected tubes and organs with a particular function inside the body of a living being. So if you think about like your digestive tract or your urinary tract, um, this is a part of the body, a function of the body that is connected to another body. And if that part doesn't work, it actually affects all of the others. And this is what I feel like um, at the moment, like the enemy's plan and, um, you know, it always has been since the, the foundations of um, Adam and Eve, um, was to kill, to steal, to rob, to destroy. And I feel like what he's doing at the moment is distracting us. And he's using many things to distract us. Some are big things, some are little things. Um, but this is what I think, like if we look at this, um, these three definitions, um, what, he is, what he is using to distract us, to pull us apart from um, these three principles, um, is to actually get us off course and get us um, disaligned from where God is heading us and, and our role as a daughter of the King. And so this first definition, I believe that the enemy, if he is going to pull apart tract, he's going to distract us, he's going to pull us apart from our connectedness, our function. In Romans, it talks about how we are all one body with many members. We all have different functions. We all have different roles. For some, it's to prophesy. For some, it's to encourage. For some, it's to serve. For some, it's to teach. For some, it's to give generously. And I believe that the enemy is trying to pull us away from, from the very foundation of what we are called to be as believers, as daughters, those people that, um, you know, come alongside one another to fulfill and to see the kingdom advance. And so that first, the first one is, you know, that I believe that the, the enemy wants to distract us from connectedness. And our opportunity right now is that we can actually discover connectedness. There's this beautiful, um, you know, quote from C.S. Lewis, and he talks about, you know, for me to discover a friend, I actually get the fullness of that friend through someone else. And that's the beautiful thing about Koinonia. That's the beautiful thing about the church gathering and the opportunities, whether that's on Zoom, whether that's on a room is that we can actually learn from one another. We can be connected to one another. And when we all play our part, the church, the bride of Christ, our community, our fellowship is actually really beautiful. So we have an opportunity right now to discover connectedness. We can discover the art of staying connected. We can discover the art of leaning in. Even when it kind of feels weird or awkward, we can still lean in and we can connect and we can um, lean into one another. And then the second definition is a short piece of writing, especially a religious or political subject that is intended to influence people's opinions. Now, I'm an 80s Christian kid, and um, I grew up with, you know, like Heaven's Gates, Hell's Flames. I grew up with, um, 
you know, the Left Behind series. I'm sort of a little bit scarred by that series. I remember waking up in the middle of the night thinking the rapture had happened and gone over to my mum and like checked if she's breathing, you know, a little bit strange. But you know, that is that is really kind of um, what I grew up with. And um, I think about a tract, like a Christian tract, um, you know, someone puts that in your hand and, and you know, maybe that's that's cool, maybe that's not cool, but I'm, I'm thinking about our influence. Um, that to me, that, that definition of that meeting. So it is our influence, the, the opportunity where we have to speak into people's lives and to, you know, whether that's on a social media platform, whether that is... It, you know, the neighbor, it doesn't matter. We have an opportunity to, to be influencers and to shine light. And I believe that part of the enemy's strategy is to distract us from our influence. He, he wants to pull us apart. He wants to asunder our influence. And we have an opportunity when we kind of readjust and we go, oh, Martha, 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 beloved Martha. It's like Jesus is going, Nat, 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 I, I want you to catch this. I want you to get on course again. Come on. You've got an influence. You've got a voice. You've got something to speak to someone. You don't have to pull back. You don't have to withdraw. You can actually lean in and and speak God's word, speak his truth over people's lives. And there's a beautiful passage um, from Philippians 2 in the message. And just read the whole chapter because it's really cool. Um, but in verse 5, it says, And consider the example that Jesus, the anointed one, has set before us. Let his mindset become your motivation. And just this week, Pastor Bobby, um, she said something to our staff. If it's not Christ-like, it's not our culture. And, you know, I think all of our staff, when she said that, we were just like, oh, Yes, if it's not Christ-like, it's not our culture. And I think, you know, we've got this opportunity right now to um, be influencers in the world and to, to use our voice, um, our, our touch, even though we can't really touch people right now, but we can actually use that to influence people. It goes on in that passage to talk about go out into the world uncorrupted, a breath of fresh air in this squalid, polluted society. Provide people with a glimpse of good living and of the living God. Carry the light-giving message into the world so I'll have good cause to be proud of you on the day that Christ returns. And that's the kind of um, life I guess I want to live. So the last one, the third one, and we're going to dial up Rose in a sec. So Rosie, make sure you um, request, um, is this. The definition of tract is an area of land, typically a large one. That's the, that's the meaning of tract. And, um, you know, that to me speaks of our inheritance. That to me speaks of the land that we can, um, you know, take, take dominion of and, and go after the, the land of our life, the, the land of our spirit. Um, you know, in Hosea, it talks about sowing um, for yourselves righteousness, reap steadfast love, break up the fallow ground. And, you know, um, in those times, they would leave ground to 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 be like to lay rest for for a year, and the purpose of that was to um, increase its fruitfulness for the for the next harvest, and perhaps maybe um, maybe this year has been a fallow ground kind of a year. Um, and you know you don't just leave that ground there because weeds start to come. Um, maybe it's time for us to get our little pitchfork and start to to dig and to turn the soil of our life um, so that we can actually um, step into the inheritance that God has for us. 
So those are my thoughts. I hope that's helpful. Um, I, I, I know for me, this is definitely something that I'm living and breathing. And so right now I'm going to dial up Rose. Okay, so you do have to pray for me, girls, because Bobby's not wrong about like the fingers thing, like when your fingers just feel really large. Okay, Rosie Medwin. Crossed. Waiting for Rose. Are you all good? It's sunny over there in Bali. Oh, yes. <laughs> Hi, Rose. Hi. Hey, well done. We, we did it. We actually connected on live. We did. We did. And hey, well done. What an encouraging word. Beautiful. I'm feeling realigned, right? Realigned. Thank you. Oh, thanks, Rosie. Now, this is Rose, everyone. Rose is married to Kent, who is a good man. You've got three children, Ethan, Oliver, and DJ, who are gorgeous. And Ethan just is, is he finishing high school this year? Yeah, just this week. He's finished grade 12. All exams, all done. I can't believe it. He's 18 next week. I have a man child, literally. Well, actually, no, I just have a man now. No longer child. No child there at all. Oh, my gosh. Amazing. And um, have you just been loving um, your son studying and or has it been a bit stressful for you? Because I'm look, sure there's other mums out there who are in the same boat right now. Yeah, look, I think Ethan has been living the dream. Um, he had a really good exam um, timetable. So he has learned many a new song in this study period. Every day, come out, learn a new song. Uh, he's been playing along online for church. He's a bit of a musician. And so I'm like, okay, buddy, you're learning something. I love that. It's so good. Okay, Rose, I'm going to let you um, preach and tag team you. Um, but I just want to read something. I actually asked your husband to write me something just so we could introduce you. So are you ready for what your husband wrote about you? Right, yes. Yeah, I... and P.S. Nice Christmas tree in the background. Oh, I'm ready. <laughs> he says this, Rose, Rosie, Rody. I want an explanation on that. You won't find her on a roller coaster, but you will find her ears, um, ears deep in a book in the sun. She doesn't enjoy fast driving, but she does love friends like family. You'll never see her drinking coffee, but you'll always, you can always count on her. She is the rock of my fam, of our family. She loves relentlessly, cares deeply and gives continually. She is my all time, anytime, every time fave. I mean, oh. your husband's a poet, right? <laughs> I've never heard him write anything like that ever. <laughs> You're, he's amazing and um, I'm just so pumped to hear from you and I know the girls are ready to hear from you, so over to you, babe. Oh, thanks, Nat. Well, you know what, Rody, by the way, if you want to know, Rody, um, so Kent uh, is a musician from way back and so when we dated, um, he was like a bass player in the church band and so I'm not musical at all, so the only way I could hang out with him um, because I wasn't allowed to do anything else because I have no singing talent or anything was carry his bags and so he used to just call me roadie like I was the roadie I carried his yes. bags yes yeah I anyway, love that that's that's where that that's where that comes from but um oh girls it's my absolute just privilege and um an honor to just share a couple of words of encouragement uh to you today thank you pastor bobby 
You're amazing. Thank you um, for Sisterhood this year. It's been really, really special. Um, I feel personally like each Thursday morning has been an oasis. It's been like manna. It's been like heaven sent food every week. And I know that um, I'm better this year because of the Sisterhood community and what we've um, each feasted on every week. I know I'm not alone in that. But, um, what I wanted to share just super briefly today was um, actually around endurance. Now, this year has required a lot of grit and determination from for everyone on the planet, right? We've all had to kind of dig deep and it's been a big year and, and you know, it's, it's all been on top of what we're already facing just in our family and, and work life and health challenges. We've had to dig really deep. And so my few words of encouragement are for anyone that's just maybe feeling a little bit weary, maybe a little bit foggy. Uh, maybe you've got some hardship and, and it's been a bit of a slog. And so I just want to encourage you from the word of God this morning that God's got help for you and uh, he's going to help you carry out what he's purposed for you to do. So I hope that this, and I'm praying, more than hoping I'm praying, it's going to uh, be helpful for you. So what I want to do, I'm going to read two quick scriptures uh, over us. We're going to have a quick sticky beak at a character in the Old Testament who had to endure a lot. And then two just really practical things to help, um, I guess, with our endurance. So are you ready? All right, Hebrews, Hebrews chapter 12, uh, just the first couple of verses, I'm going to read them to, to us. And it says, let us run with endurance the race God has set before us. We do this by keeping our eyes on Jesus, the champion who initiates and perfects our faith. Because of the joy awaiting him, he endured the cross, disregarding its shame. And now he is seated in the place of honor beside God's throne. Think of all the hostility he endured from sinful people, and then you won't become weary and give up. Look, you can't really talk about endurance without talking about Jesus, can you? He is the best example of endurance to us. So encourage you guys, firstly, take strength from Jesus. All right, I'm going to flick over the page to uh, the very beginning of James. It's a great little verse there. I want to read this over us today and encourage you girls, um, go away and meditate on this yourself. Okay, Let the, Get your own revelation about what God wants to say to you in your, your unique situation. But it says, dear brothers and sisters, when troubles of any kind come your way, consider it an opportunity for great joy. For you know that when your faith is tested, your endurance has a chance to grow. So let it grow. For when your endurance is fully developed, you'll be perfect, complete, and needing nothing. Now, I don't know about you girls, but um, I would like to be perfect, complete, and needing nothing. <laughs> All right, so we've got to create space for endurance to grow. All right, so how do we do this? Because it's hard yakka. I appreciate it. It's hard yakka. All right, so one of my favorite um, Old Testament characters is Elijah. Okay, he was a prophet. I reckon many of you who've been around the Bible for a little while will know. If you're not familiar with his story, go to 1 Kings 17 and you can just read it. It goes for quite a few chapters and he's really amazing. And what I love about Elijah is that the Bible shares his humanity with us. Okay, we actually get to see a bit of an insight into how he was thinking. And we don't all see that with every character in the Bible, like, right? Some of them, like look at Ruth. Like she just got on and did it. And I think of um, Esther or Abigail, they all did amazing things, but essentially they just got on and did it. But Elijah and others, we see them. We see them be vulnerable. We see them struggle. We see them fatigued. And, um, and I feel like that's really relatable. I was like, I, I, can, I can get that. I can get that feeling of wanting to 
quit. So what I want to show you is that God really helped Elijah and he helped him many times. And so I'm trusting that, um, that you'll get that fresh revelation in your own weariness, that God's got something to help you in your situation today. So 1 Kings 18 is a really great little verse. And uh, it, the verse is happening uh, on the day where um, Elijah's had the big showdown and the altars have been set on fire and our God, Jehovah Jireh, like he won. Like he beat that, um, he beat the um, other gods and the prophets have all died. It's been a really big day physically and spiritually for Elijah. And yet God's got something else in store. He's actually going to break the drought that has been plaguing the nation for years. And so listen to this verse. And it says, and soon the sky was black with clouds. A heavy wind brought a terrific rainstorm. And Ahab left quickly. So Ahab was the bad king, left quickly for Jezreel. Then the Lord gave special strength to Elijah. Wow. He tucked his cloak into his belt, which is better than girding his loins, by the way. I like this version. <laughs> he tucked his coat into his belt and he ran ahead of Ahab's chariot all the way to the entrance of Jezreel. I love that thought that God gave Elijah special strength, okay? And do you know what? If he did it for Elijah, he's going to do it for you. God has special strength for you, for your unique situation. He's got special strength for me with what I'm walking out. And all our situations are different, but he is perfect and, and he wants to help. And so I was thinking this morning, there's such a big range of people that lean into sisterhood. I know very different circumstances and and um, lots of things going on for people. Some people are on a high, some people are on a low or somewhere in between. And so um, I'm thinking, you know, if, if maybe there's, um, you know, someone listening at the moment and um, you're getting weary because you have a, maybe an elderly parent that is quite frail and you're caring for them and you're getting exhausted. I want to mm -hmm. say to you, God's got special strength for you within your own heartbreak within that. He's got compassion and he's got patience and he's going to re-energize you to help you. I was thinking too that maybe we've got a parent who just in recent weeks has um, maybe had it confirmed that you've um, got a child that has struggled for, for a while and maybe you've got a diagnosis and they actually are sitting on the spectrum somewhere when it comes to autism and, and difficulties around communication and social skills. I want you to know that God sees you and he's actually got special strength for you to help you with your child. He's going to help you lead them. He's going to help you navigate a pathway forward that's going to be the best one for your child. So don't give up. <laughs> okay, feel his fresh strength for you. Whether or not it's a health challenge or a long-term relationship challenge, he's got special strength for you. Okay, so, so lean in. You're not forgotten and you're seen. All right, so before we dial up the amazing Chris Jury, who's a hoot and uh, so amazing and so wise, two really quick practical things, because I get it. It's easy to go, yeah, it's, yeah, Rose, great. Yep, just endure. Just keep on going. Just keep on whipping myself. You know, there is actually a lot that we can do. All right. Now, first of all, like I said before, we've got to realize it's, it's Jesus. It's, he is our strength. We can't do it on our own. We've got to receive his special strength. Okay. And so I want to, I want to encourage you. And I know Pastor Bobby has done this um, several times in sisterhood and with others, but I felt a little bit compelled to say this again today too. And that's put on the armor of God. Okay, we have to, if we want to endure, if we want to steady ourselves, we want resolve, if we want to stand firm in hardship, we actually have to be intentional and proactive about guarding our heart, 
and guarding our head and standing on um, what the word of truth is and understanding what it means to put the shield of faith on. So I really want to encourage you, do all you can to proactively put the armor of God on. And the second thing, a practical thing, which we can do, and it's actually something Robert Ferguson has said uh, just recently, actually, I've heard him say it twice. I've found it incredibly profound and helpful in my own life. And he has said, you need to talk to yourself rather than listen to yourself. Wow. I don't know if you've heard him maybe say that. Incredibly profound. And you know what? I think, girls, sometimes we can spend a lot of time in therapy and a lot of money and a lot of um, chit-chat with our friends and family talking about how we feel. And that's not bad, but we do have to get to the point where we stop listening to ourselves and we start talking to ourselves. We start reminding ourselves of what the truth of God is. And so I wanted to share with you a couple of things in my, my journal. This is my journal from just the last couple of weeks when I, I started to take on board what Robert said. And I wrote down, I'm feeling fatigued. That's my feeling. My feeling is fatigued, but I wrote down, but God's power works best in my weakness. All right, I'm changing my narrative. All right, I felt overwhelmed a couple of weeks ago. Like, I just felt a bit overwhelmed. So what did I write down? The same power that helped Christ endure lives in me. All right, I might feel overwhelmed, but I've got the strength to do what, what's in front of me. And then when I wanted to give up, had a bad day, maybe I had enough, have enough of this situation or that situation, I told myself, at just the right time, a harvest will be reaped. And so, girls, I want to, uh, I want to encourage you in that space and I want to maybe you know, pray to that end, if that's okay, to pray for um, that narrative change, for you to feel that special strength that God has just for you. So, girls, if that's you, maybe in the privacy of your own home wherever you are why don't you just maybe just lift your eyes heavenward and uh, i'm just going to pray for you so dear heavenly father we thank you for jesus we thank you for his life that he lived we thank you for the power that we have because of his death and resurrection and father god i pray right now that myself and all of us listening that we would just be reminded of your special strength for us your power that you have for each one of us revive Shaky legs, Lord, I pray. Uh, clear minds, lift off fog, help us to um, have resolve and courage and determination to walk out what you have uniquely purposed for each one of us. And we trust you, God, in every single circumstance we're facing. In the beautiful name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Wow, Rose, special strength. I believe that and oh. I'm taking that. Come on. Good. You're so good. You're awesome. We're all awesome, right? We're, we're just such an encouraging environment, aren't we? Yeah, it is. It is. Sisterhood is encouraging and we, should, and we should be. And the thing I love about it is it's always genuine. I, honestly, I feel genuinely loved by every sisterhood girl I've ever met. And in the chats every week, it's just um, such a beautiful environment we get to be a part of. Love it, Rose. Thank you so much for sharing that. There's so many practical things that we can do. I love like the speaking to yourself. It's Thank very... Robert. Go Robert, right? The best. <laughs> oh, so good. All right. Well, I'll, I'm going to dial up Chris. I love you. Mwah. See ya. See ya. Bye. Okay. Next one. All right. Christina Drury. Oh, I'm so excited for this. Okay. We're praying for the internet to work again. Waiting for Chris. 
Hello, Christina Jury. <laughs> hello. Hello, hello, hello. We did it. Yes, we did it. Hey, um, you're renovating your house at the moment, aren't you? Yes, we are in the midst of renovation. I think in this COVID season, Nat, because we've been home so much, we've just seen all these little projects and gone, oh, let's do that. But um, not really appreciated that when you normally renovate, you go to work or you go away a little bit and it's not quite so messy. So, yeah, it's been an yeah. interesting, interesting time. But, hey, we're getting there. We're getting and you there. have, like, four boys plus Jay. Um, I do. You had a bathroom situation that was, like, less than ideal as well, right? All sharing. Yeah. Yeah, mm. look, we've, we've lived in this home for nine years and we had one toilet and that one <laughs> toilet was in the bathroom. And, you know, like they say boys aren't as bad in the bathroom, but I feel like they really are. And as I've gotten they older, so I'm going to do here. And yeah, so we put another toilet in before we renovated the bathroom, which was absolute wisdom. Yeah. It was wisdom. You heard from the Lord. <laughs> it was wisdom. You girls were awesome. How good was Rose? And you shared so, so beautifully. And, I and how good like... are you going to be? Oh, we're talking well, over each other. Sorry, you go. I, I feel a little bit nervous, actually, because you both bought really deep and theologically sound beautiful things. So, and, um... <laughs> and you are going to bring you, Chris. Now, do you want to know what your husband said about you? Uh, I'm not sure. I'm a little bit scared. <laughs> Don't be scared. He's the best. He says this. So Christina is married to Jay Jury. These guys um, are campus pastors at GWS. And you've got four boys, Judah, Tame, Tame Judah, Eli Hudson. Yeah. And um, I, I think Hudson and Maya Miller could be very special friends in the future. I think that would be nice. Let's what do, do you it. Think? Let's do it. <laughs> So this is what Jay said to you. The first thing I'd say about my wife, that again, the wow. first thing I'd like to say about my wife is that I wear the pants, dot, 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 whenever she lets me borrow them. <laughs> oh my gosh, he's the best. Christina is an incredible mum, wife and friend. She's a better pastor than I am and reflects Jesus much better than me too. She is all things fun, kindness and generosity. Her superpower is making things appear in the exact spot that I had just looked. She calls that spot the open your eyes section. <laughs> Do you want to talk to us like group therapy right now about that? Look. Look, it's, it's a real place. I feel like sisterhood is so refreshing for me because I have, you know, so many boys and I, um, I've been part of the sisterhood for 18 years and it's really helped me because my house is very overwhelmingly um, boy. But um, yeah, it's good to hang out with the girls. I'm sure you can all relate to that. The, um, you know, looking for something and boys just, they cannot see. But It's right there in yeah. front of you. Yeah. Yeah. I like, I like that section, the open your eyes section. I'm going to steal that. <laughs> Over to you, Chris. You're the best. Thank you. Thank you, Nat. And, um, yeah, like what beautiful words that these girls have shared. And thank you so much, Bobby. It is really a privilege and such an honour to be able to share something this morning. And um, I was really nervous, actually, about, oh, what will I share? And then hearing the girls speak so beautifully. But I, I know that... Um, God has spoken to me specifically about something and like Nat said you know often it's something that 
he's speaking to us about that we want to share. And so for me, I want to share something actually fairly simple, um, but something that has been really key for me this year. So um, I know that sisterhood is a place where I find encouragement and strength. You know, like Rose said, I think um, sisterhood is a special strength. It's a place of of strength and it helps us to refocus like Nat was speaking about distraction one thing that sisterhood does is it helps eliminate some of those distractions but I just want to share a really simple thought and it's this that we would be found to be girls that would not be ones who forget to laugh so I want to encourage us don't forget to laugh and that is already laughing because she knows me and she knows that I like to laugh and we get together we like to laugh and you've seen from my husband already that he likes to laugh because he says silly things but it's actually so so important and you might be thinking well that's not very you know wise and profound but I really feel like this year it is it is um something of great importance and in Psalm actually not some, in Proverbs, it says this, it says, a cheerful, you probably know this scripture, but a cheerful or merry heart is good medicine, but a crushed spirit dries up the bones. The passion puts it like this, it says, a joyful heart brings healing to both body and soul. And what a beautiful thought that laughter is something that is good for our soul. And I absolutely 100% believe that. I agree with that, and I think that it is so, so important. And I um, feel like in this COVID season, laughter has actually been something that has saved me a little bit. It's been a bit of a saving grace. Because let's be honest, if you don't laugh, you probably will cry. And that's okay. <laughs> but there have been so many times, I don't know about you, and I totally feel for the Melbourne girls, but you know what? Um, homeschooling was not for me it was not for me like Nat said I have four boys they range in age from seven to 14 and I'm actually a primary school teacher I'm a trained primary school teacher but I did not enjoy that season and I just had to laugh in that season because it was a savior to my sanity <laughs> but one thing that I've loved in the season is that I have zoomed and facetimed people like never before and had moments of just absolutely ridiculous laughter, often where you don't even remember what you are laughing about. But it's absolutely beautiful because it just shifts your perspective and it lifts your mood and it makes you a little bit freer. I don't know about you, but maybe in this season you've um, found a new appreciation for the meme. The meme has been all time. I feel like it's gone to a whole nother level. And there's a few of us that have a chat and that's part of that. And we... We try once a week to send like our favorite meme. And honestly, some of them are ridiculous, but it just is so good for our soul to laugh. And that's what the scripture says. It says that it is like good medicine. Well, what does medicine do? Medicine makes you better. It makes you feel better. It improves your health. And actually laughter um, has those scientific benefits for us. It's not just something that the Bible is stating. It's actually a, um, facts that are backed by medicine. You know, it, say, it says things like this, um, if you research online, that laughter is um, strong medicine. It strengthens our immune system. How good is that? Don't worry about your vitamins today, girls. Just have a good laugh. We're onto it. It boosts your mood. It um, protects us from stress. 
And I don't know if you've noticed, but it does really lighten your burden. And you know what? One of the things I love about laughter is that it really connects us with other people. There's nothing more hilarious than laughing with someone and not actually even understanding what you're laughing about. And someone comes into the situation and they're like, what are you guys laughing about? You're like, I don't even know. But it's so funny because you're connected in that moment because you are laughing together. Um, I... I don't uh, pretend that this year has been full of challenge. I'm not saying that laughter is a you know, magnificent cure to everything that you are facing. I am so aware that, like Rose said, there are people that are weary, there are people listening that are tired, that are facing incredible challenge. And I know many in my world who are in that season where it is hard and it is challenging. And so I don't say this lightly i'm not saying that laughter is something that is going to make everything magically better but i know for me personally this year has been a season that has been marked by grief and losing a number of people close to me but i absolutely believe that laughter has been something that has helped me that has uh, shifted me a little bit that has helped me refocus and I really appreciate that change of perspective. You know, as I said, my husband and I, we're actually extreme opposites. We're very, very different. But one of the things that I love about him is that he totally brings the fun. He brings the fun and the laughter. And I often say to him that my life would be very boring if he wasn't in it. And many of you know that. Many of you know how he loves to bring the laughter but when I remember, we've been married 20 years, and when we were first married, he um, would do this very annoying thing when we would have a conversation or an argument, and he would just smile at me. I would, you know, you know when you're in the car and it's a good chance to have an argument because you don't actually have to look at any, each other's eyes and you're not going to give each other dirties, so you just kind of look ahead. And he would um, turn, I would turn, you know, at that moment, you're having this discussion, and I would turn to look at him, and he would just be like, <laughs> giving me the biggest, cheesiest grin ever. And I found it so extremely frustrating and annoying. But I tell you what it did, it helped me to relax. It helped me not to take myself quite so seriously. And, you know, most of the things that we were arguing about, we didn't really need that much tension and angst around them. And it really did shift the atmosphere. So I just want to encourage us girls, let's be those that are found laughing, that are found um, sharing laughter with others and bringing life and fun to other people. In the, in the Ecclesiastes, again, I'm sure you know the scripture, it puts it beautifully. It says, there is a time to weep and a time to laugh, a time to mourn, and a time to dance. And you know what? I don't actually think that they have to be completely separate. It's okay to be weeping one moment and laughing the next. That's okay. And I actually want to encourage some of you that maybe are in a season where you are finding it really challenging to laugh. Maybe you don't remember the last time that you had a laugh so hard that your, your belly hurt and your muscles ached and you just came away from it feeling um, really light and fresh. And maybe you are really thinking, I don't remember when that was. I want to encourage you that that's okay. That's okay. But maybe today is a day where you can put a funny movie on and spend some time laughing. 
But I also want to encourage us with the word of God because that's important. So let me read this psalm over you. If you are in a place where, you know what, it's, it's challenging, it's hard, like Rose said, you're weary, let me encourage you with this psalm. It's a Psalm 126. I love the psalms. They're so beautiful. And in the message, it puts it like this. So I want to I pray this and prophesy over you if you are feeling, yeah, you know what? That's for me. And now, God, do it again. Bring rains to our drought-stricken lives so those who planted their crops in despair will shout hurrahs at the harvest. So those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing with armloads of blessing. How beautiful is that? Those who went off with heavy hearts will come home laughing with armloads of blessing. So I just pray that over you. I declare that over you. And I absolutely believe that, that we can be girls that are found laughing. And, you know, as the... The year rolls on as the year winds up that even amidst all the craziness that we would say, you know what, we are girls that are laughing. We are um, bringing joy and light and love to the Christmas season coming up and that we would just be, yeah, that we would just remember not to, um, yeah, don't forget, don't forget to laugh. Oh my gosh, you're the best. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> Okay, so we didn't plan this, but a few weeks ago, I saw someone do this thing called laughter therapy. Oh, wow. <laughs> okay, so should we try it with everyone? <laughs> we, we basically just have to, like, start to laugh. Okay. And then, like, laughing actually then happens. It's, it's actually contagious, right? <laughs> it's, like, okay. it's like when you're your... Okay, this can be like really weird, um, but it's a good thing that it's at the end because they can just chop it off if it is a bit strange. <laughs> but are you ready? Okay, we're going to both start laughing. And then if you're there in a cafe, you do this too. Um, and wherever you are, we're all going to start laughing on the count of three, okay? It's going to feel a bit fake at the start, but I'm sure it's going to be good for us. All right. Are we ready? No. One. Lead us off, Chris. Two. <laughs> looking at you strangely and you can just give them your heartiest laugh um we're done we did it <laughs> bobby said it's working i'm laughing see yay <laughs> amazing well let me pray for us as we head out thank you so much for sticking around um it's so good to be here and um you'll hear more about what the plans are for next week and also um, keep your diary flagged, Sisterhood United, night the 3rd of December.
which is going to be fun. So, Father, I thank you for this amazing, amazing day. I thank you for this space that we have. I thank you for laughter and um, that we have joy within us and we can dial up that joy within our lives no matter what we're facing right now. And um, I just pray for every single household that is represented. I pray for your blessing, for your favor to be upon us as we go out this week, that we might be light in dark places, that we might bring joy wherever we go, um, and that the burden that perhaps we're feeling right now would have just lifted um, because of your Holy Spirit. So thank you in Jesus' name. Amen. We love you guys. See ya. Have a good day. Thank you so much for tuning into this podcast. I hope you have found it encouraging and uplifting and helpful. Don't forget, you can subscribe on iTunes to make sure you get all of the latest episodes as soon as they're released. And if you have time, I'd love to hear from you. Write to me in the review or comments section. I look forward to being with you again next time.